Praise the Lord, everybody. This is Pastor Michael Fields here again with you on this Wednesday evening. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. I want to thank you once again for allowing me to come into your homes or your places of work, wherever you are. Uh, I'm just honored to be able to do this. Uh, we're still shut in, but we're not shut out of the promises of God. And um, I'm grateful to the Lord for this opportunity. I love God's word. Um, I love everything about his word. His word is true. His word is powerful. Uh, and I want to go into our lesson on tonight. I want to give some more people time to to tune in uh, and to connect with us on tonight. I, I thank God for uh, the congregation here and the nation's capital, Greater Refuge Temple of Washington, D.C. I have the privilege of being your pastor and also in the Bronx, New York, Refuge Temple Annex. Um, there in the Bronx, I have the honor and the privilege of pastoring. Also, um, this has been a little trying week for me and my family. Um, my dad's birthday is on the 16th of June and with Father's Day approaching, of course, our hearts and minds are on him. Uh, it's been the first time in my life uh, that on his birthday, my daddy wasn't here. And the first Father's Day uh, in my lifetime uh, that I didn't have a daddy to say happy Father's Day to. So uh, we're we're both happy and sad, sad that he's not here, but um, happy that he's with the Lord. Um, so just pray for us. Let's let's go into prayer on today. Father, in the name of your son, Jesus Christ, we thank you so much for this opportunity to come before your people. We thank you for, hallelujah, allowing us to come together one more time, keeping us all day long for this. We are your word. I pray that you touch our hearts and minds tonight in Jesus name. Amen. I'm in the book of Hebrews on uh, this evening, and I have a very interesting uh, subject to share with you. Um, I want to talk about the things that can never be shaken, things that can never be shaken and if you don't understand now prayerfully you will by the time by the time we have uh, finished our lesson um, I'm going to be in the book of Hebrews our key scripture verse chapter and verse Hebrews chapter 12 Hebrews chapter 12 verses 27 27 and 28 um, a lot of things in my mind and heart uh, it, it's encouraging. It is very encouraging that in a world that is so rapidly changing, things are constantly changing in our world, uh, change, two things, change and decay. <sighs> change and decay. Uh, but in the midst of that, there are some things, thank God, that can never be shaken things that can never be shaken. And we're taught in the Word of God. Um, that one day um, God will put down, he will obliterate uh, this present world system, uh, present world order. Uh, he's going to shake to pieces everything that is material. Uh, and, and listen to what I'm saying. Everything that is uh, material. I want to take you to the book of Haggai before I go into the lesson properly. Uh, the book of Haggai, chapter 2, verses 6 through 9, says it like this. Here's the prophecy that the prophet gives. For thus saith the Lord of hosts, yet once it is a little while, and I will shake the heavens and the earth and the sea and the dry land. I'm going to read through verse 9. And I will shake all the nations 
and the desire of all nations shall come, and I will fill this house with glory, saith the Lord of hosts. The silver is mine, the gold is mine, saith the Lord of hosts. The glory of this latter house shall be greater than of the former, saith the Lord of hosts. And in this place will I give peace, saith the Lord of hosts. Now, I'm going to take you down to verse 21 of that same book and chapter, Haggai, chapter 6, verse 21. It says, speak to Zerubbabel, governor of Judah, saying, I will shake the heavens and the earth. Now, we've been talking about the things God will do. He's not going to continue uh, to allow the world to continue as it is continuing. He's he's a just God. Uh, but don't forget, don't forget, people of God, that this, this present form, this present world is not eternal. And we've been taught this. I'm, I'm not so sure if we really believe this. But this present world is not eternal. Uh, it, it will come a time. There will be a day uh, where the Lord will destroy it with fire. Remember, remember the word of God with fire and he will replace it with the new heaven and the new earth. Uh, Revelation chapter 20, verse 11 tells us this. And I saw a great white throne him that sat on it from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away and there was found no place for them. In that same book, the last book of the Bible, Revelation chapter 21, verse 1. And I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. First Peter uh, chapter 3, verses 10 through 13 hear what the Apostle Peter says, but the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night in the which the heaven shall pass away with a great noise and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. So understand, and we've taught this before, and many of you already know this, so let's, let's talk about some of this uh, the only thing that will survive, the only thing that will survive in its present form will be the kingdom of God. Listen to me. The only thing that will survive in its present form is the kingdom of God and those who belong to the kingdom. And understand this because today everybody's bragging about what church you belong to. I go to this church. This is my pastor. Uh, but I want you to understand that everybody that's in church is not necessarily in the kingdom of God. So the only thing that will still be standing, the only thing that will still be standing in its present form, because the kingdom is eternal, are those who are in the kingdom, those that belong to the kingdom. So uh, let's get quickly to Hebrews 12 and 28. Uh, wherefore, we receiving a kingdom, wherefore, we receiving a kingdom which cannot be moved, let us have grace whereby we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. That's powerful. Hallelujah. So, Second um, Peter 3 and 10. I'll read it one more time. The day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night in the which the heaven shall pass away with a great noise and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned. So the only thing that will be standing is the kingdom of God. This is why Jesus came and preached the kingdom. Yes, he preached the kingdom uh, because he wanted you to understand uh, that we must be a part of the kingdom. And let's, let's talk about this uh, a little bit more before we go right into our lesson, because um, every church that you see, hallelujah, every, every 
edifice that you see is nice, it's pretty, but it's not necessarily in the kingdom. Everybody claiming to be a part is not necessarily a part of the kingdom. The only thing that's going to be standing, and I have to say it again before I go into this lesson, is the kingdom of God and those who belong to the kingdom, those who belong to the kingdom. So uh, I want to read you the words of Jesus out of the gospel according to St. Matthew uh, chapter 7, and I'll read verses 24 through 29. I really, I wish I had a few hours to deal with this. Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. The rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat upon that house and it fell not for it was founded upon a rock. And everyone that heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them not shall be likened unto a foolish man which built his house upon the sand and the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat upon that house and it fell and great was the fall of it. Came to pass when Jesus had ended these sayings, the people were astonished at this doctrine. For he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. For even Jesus is telling us, you know, the things that you see are going to collapse. They're going to come down. And some folks are building on foundations that are not going to hold them when the shaking comes, the storm comes. Hallelujah. So you've got to make sure that, uh, remember that song, your anchor holds and grips the solid rock. Hallelujah. That rock is Jesus. So let's go into the lesson. Let's go into the lesson. Hebrews, the 12th chapter. And um, I'm dealing with verses 27 and 28. I want to read these verses now in uh, the common English Bible. Listen to these words. The words still once more reveal the removal of what is shaken, the things that are part of this creation, so that what isn't shaken will remain. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that can't be shaken, let's continue to express our gratitude. With this gratitude, let's serve in a way that is pleasing to God with respect, awe, and because our God is really a consuming fire. So uh, in, uh, in the book of Hebrews, uh, in particularly chapter 12, we are learning that a time of shaking is, is to be expected. And um, the writer predicts here uh, that there's going to be a terrible time. And it's coming when the world and everything uh, is going to be shaken, except certain things which can never be shaken. And we're going to talk about those things. Uh, they'll be dissolved. They'll be removed. I'm going to take you back to Second Peter chapter 3, verse 10. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in the which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat the earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. So a great shaking is going to take place. Uh, I don't know when, but it's coming. Uh, a great shaking is going on today. Things are, things are happening. Uh, and, and listen to what I'm saying. There's a whole lot of shaking going on right now. Uh, connection with this, uh, we should recall the parable that I read earlier out of uh, the seventh chapter of Matthew. I'm going to go there one more time where he speaks to them, hallelujah, in a parable. Um, and he says that when you hear these things and do them, I liken you unto a wise man. When you do what God tells you to do, when you prepare yourself knowing that there's going to be shaking, I'm not just talking about rapture stuff. I'm talking about things that are going to happen before he comes. Hallelujah. 
judging things, hallelujah, that are going to happen. Uh, you have to make sure that you're in the right place. And by saying that, I'm reiterating that you have to make sure that you are in the kingdom because all that's not built upon the rock. And I told you that rock is Jesus. All that's not built upon that rock will fall. Hallelujah. And only the things of eternal value will stand. Listen to my notes. Everywhere there is chaos. Uh, everywhere there's chaos. And it's true. Everywhere you see chaos and collapse on an unprecedented scale. And it's true today, our civilization seems to be shaking the world, not just America, but things seem to be shaking all over the place. We've passed through, uh, and if you take it from the past leading up now, we've passed through world wars, we've passed through earthquakes, and they're still happening. Hallelujah, devastating things. Our economic and commercial uh, life is being shaken like never before. Uh, people are gripped uh, with fear and anger. Uh, there are a whole lot of issues and problems all over this place now. Uh, we've been dealing with this COVID-19 virus that's, that's killing so many people, flooded with all of this. Uh, and uh, to add insult to injury, uh, currently uh, dealing with all of this racial uh, tension. I mean, it's really beyond tension. And all of a sudden, uh, the further exposure of brutality, police brutality, and the more killing of our, of our Black men, uh, it would seem like things are getting out of control. Uh, now, think about this. It's shaking also uh, politically. Our political life is suffering. Um, and of course, uh, this shaking also has come in the sphere of religion. <laughs> shaking going on in the church. My God, that's a lesson within itself. What, what kind of church? I heard somebody say, what kind of church is this? You got to make sure... You're in the church triumphant. Uh, the very foundations of our faith uh, are being assailed. The Bible uh, is being denied, uh, where many are not preaching the gospel anymore. Secularism uh, has been in our churches. Uh, Romanism and other heresies are being more and more powerful. Um, and you can add racism in the church as well. And it's been in the church. And I'm bothered because no one wants to really talk about it. Nobody wants to sit down. Uh, and Jesus is coming and we need to get this stuff ironed out. Uh, racism, even in the church, is not, in, is not only in the white churches. It's, it's among us too. Uh, and we need to deal with all of it. Don't just pick and choose, but deal with all of it. And uh, because even the church, not just the world, is saying we need to come together, but the church is crying, well, we need to be unified. We need to be, and it's true, uh, the church is divided, uh, but it's also true that the church doesn't really want to deal with the issues. No, not if we can all sit at a table. The leaders of all of these different organizations can sit down. I mean, white brothers, black brothers uh, of organizations, uh, but they're still the elephant in the room. Because one of the reasons why we have different organizations is because uh, of racism. Of racism. And I don't want to dig too deep, uh, but we need to stop it. Uh, because Jesus is coming. Uh, and how can we have unity when we're embedded in all of this hatred, this racial imbalance, even in the house of God? Uh, and I, I, I've got a word uh, for the pastors who will not get up and speak on it. You, you're a white minister and you have black people in your congregation 
um, and you never say anything about uh, the hatred towards black people. You never talk uh, to your congregations. Uh, something is wrong with them. I'm going to get off it, but it's a wonder. Uh, therefore, when moral, that we have all of this moral and spiritual stuff going on, our values have depleted, uh, they've been shaken, uh, and there's an increase of immorality. There's an increase of divorce, even in the church, uh, and sex is degraded, and much of our literature is filled with sensual things not spiritual. Some of the things that we're reading uh, under the guise of Christianity and salvation, it's not spiritual, it's sensual. Hallelujah. Money cometh to me. Uh, prosperity. Uh, things that are stimulating the flesh and doing nothing for my spirit man. Uh, things are being shaken, uh, but thank God, um, there's another side to the picture that I've just painted, and uh, there are some things that can never be shaken. And I want to talk about those things, and I wish I could teach this the way I feel it, um, because there's so many things going through my mind and my heart. Uh, personally, I want to make it in. I, I want to see Jesus, um, and, and I don't want to uh, go in the wrong direction, and I don't want to lead anybody in the wrong direction. I want to make sure, I want to make sure that I'm in the kingdom, that I'm part of the kingdom, and that I'm going in. Uh, I, uh, make your calling and election sure. I hear that in my mind, feel it in my spirit. Make your calling and election sure. The first thing I want to say to you that can never be shaken is the is the um, the throne of God. I had a senior moment right then. The first thing that can never be shaken is the throne of God. I want to take you to Psalms 45 and 6. Thy throne, O God, is forever and ever. The scepter of thy kingdom is a right scepter. My Lord. Lamentations 5 and 19. Thou, O Lord, remainest forever, thy throne from generation to generation. Wherefore dost thou forget us forever and forsake us so long time? Hallelujah. Turn thou us unto thee, Lord, and we shall be turned. Renew our days as of old. Hallelujah. It sounded like Jeremiah wanted to stay close to the throne. Everything was changing around him, but he realized God never changes. Psalms 90 and 12. So teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. My God, Psalms 46, 1 through 5. God is our refuge and strength of every present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth be removed. Though the mountains are carried in the midst of the sea, though the waters thereof roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof, there is a river, streams whereof shall make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacles of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God shall help her in that right early. Hallelujah. We can lift up our hearts with gratitude that whatever else happens, God's throne will remain secure. We have to look above, hallelujah, and understand uh, that God is a permanent God. He can't be shaken. He can't be moved. Hallelujah. He cannot be shaken. His throne can never be shaken. My God. Let's go to Isaiah chapter 34 and the fourth verse. Hallelujah. He is above the heavens. The Bible says here, and all the host of heaven shall be dissolved and the heavens shall be rolled together as a scroll. All their hosts shall fall down as the leaf falleth off the vine and as a falling fig from the tree. Hallelujah. But God, who is above the heavens, he is immutable. 
Hallelujah. He can never be moved. Things are going to happen. Hallelujah. And the only sure thing is God and his kingdom. Nothing can shake or change him. Hallelujah. We're going to take you back to Hebrews now, chapter 1. Hallelujah. Verses 10 through 12. And thou, Lord, in the beginning has laid the foundation of the earth, and the heavens are the works of thine hands. They shall perish, but thou remainest, and they all shall wax old as doth a garment, and as a vesture shalt thou fold them up, and they shall be changed. But thou art the same, hallelujah, but thou art the same, and thy years shall not fail. I'm so glad that he's the same today, yesterday, and forevermore. Listen, it must be a great encouragement. I know it is to me uh, to know that when everything else is shaken, the throne of God can never be shaken. So, of course, we have to reckon with his throne. Yes, we do. Let's go to Hebrews 4 and 16 that says, let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace. Yes, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help us in the time of trouble. Now, we love to quote that scripture, knowing that God's throne is a throne of grace. But don't you forget that God's throne is also a throne of judgment. Hallelujah. Revelation 20 and 11. Are you with me? I saw a great white throne and him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. Yes, so it's a throne of grace. It's a throne of judgment. Uh, and we are subject to the king that sits on that throne. Yes, we are. We can't just walk around all willy-nilly and do whatever we want to do. Nope. If there's a king on the throne and we serve the king, hallelujah, we serve the king, then you understand I'm subject to everything the king tells me to do. Colossians 1 and 13, who have delivered us from the power of darkness and have translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. I'm in his kingdom and I am subject to the king and because I'm subject to the king and I'm in the kingdom, I'm part of something that can never be shaken. His throne can never be shaken. Remember these words the prophet said, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. So the throne of God cannot be shaken. The throne of God cannot be shaken. Hallelujah. The throne of God can never be shaken. The second thing I want to share with you on tonight is the fact that the word of God, the word of God can never be shaken. Hallelujah. And I'm assured of this when I read the word of God, the book of Mark, the gospel according to St. Mark chapter 13 and verse 31. It says, heaven and earth shall pass away but my words shall not pass away. My God shall not pass away. Let's go to first Peter now, chapter chapter one, verses 23 through 25. Being born again, not a corruptible seed, but of incorruptible by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. For all flesh is grass, and all the glory of man as the flower of grass. It says here, the grass withereth, and the flower thereof falleth away. But the word of God, hallelujah, but the word of God endureth forever. This is the word which by the gospel is preached Unto you. Everybody's trying to twist the gospel. Everybody's trying to put another shade on the gospel. But he says, heaven and earth will pass away. So is everything that's fake, everything that's been shoved in and put in there that doesn't belong, 
it's going to pass away. But God's word will never pass away. There's some things about the word of God that I want to talk to you about. Three things we can say when we read our Bible. When I read this Bible, when I look into the word of God, there there's three things that I can say about this Bible that we're supposed to read daily. We're supposed to meditate on his word both day and night. Hallelujah. But three things. It's promises can never be shaken. It's power can never be shaken. And the prophecies can never be shaken. Let me take you through one by one. It's promises. The promises that I read in this Bible, in this word of God. Listen, this is not just a best-selling book. This is not just a, a book that you read. This is the word of a living God. This word is true. It's alive. Heaven and earth may pass away, but his word shall never pass away. Hallelujah. The promises can never be shaken. Promises of God. There are about 30,000 promises. Research says about 30,000 of them, but not one of them, even the ones that have not come to pass yet, but none of them shall fall to the ground. There are promises for every child of God, for every situation in our lives, there's a promise for it. His word is true. It is powerful. Listen to this. Second Corinthians chapter one, verse 20. Some of you can quote it with me. All the promises of God in him are yea and in him. Amen. Unto the glory of God by us. There's a promise for every situation. There's a promise for every hurt. Hallelujah. You've got to own it. That promise belongs to you. If you put your faith in God's word, don't just read it. Don't just quote it. Believe his word. It can never, it can never be shaken. Promise can never be shaken. The power of God's word, hallelujah, can never be shaken. No, no, say it with me, no. Romans 1 and 16, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Listen to this, for it is the power, that power of his word, that power of his gospel can never be shaken. No, I don't care how many lies the preacher says. God's word can never be shaken. I'm not ashamed, Paul said, of the gospel of Christ, where it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes, Jew first and then to the Gentiles. That's God's word and the power of it, the promise of it. Now the power of it cannot be shaken. Hebrews 4 and 12 says, For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow. And it is a discerner of the thoughts, hallelujah, and intents of the heart. My God, God's word is something else. And it cannot be shaken. The word of God has the power to convict. Acts 2 and 37. Now, when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart. Said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? They heard the word and it convicted their hearts. And now they're saying, what do we have to do now to be saved? Hallelujah. It has the power to convert. Psalms 19 and 7. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. Thank you, Jesus. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The word of the Lord, the power of his word, not only converts, it not only convicts, hallelujah, but his word cleanses. Psalms 119 and the ninth verse says, Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed thereto according to thy word. Hallelujah. His word comforts 
The power of his word comforts as well. Psalm 119, 49 and 50. Remember the word unto thy servant upon which thou hast caused me to hope. Thank you, Lord. This is my comfort and my affliction, for thy word hath quickened me. Thank you, Father. This is my comfort. This is my comfort. This is how I get comfort in my affliction, because the word of God has the power to comfort me. I'm going to read it one more time. I'm feeling this in my affliction. I have comfort in his word, for thy word hath quickened me. Finally, not only does it convict me, does his, the power of his word converts, the power of his word cleanses. Not only does the power of his word comfort, but the power of his word counsels me. I'm going to take you back to what David says in the 73rd Psalm, the 24th, the 24th verse. It says, thou shalt guide me with thy counsel. Afterward, receive me to glory. Hallelujah. So the power of his word cannot be shaken. It convicts, it converts, it cleanses, it comforts and it counsels, and its power, talking about his word, will never change. Say it with me. Hold up your Bible if you have it, and say the power of his word shall never be shaken. It shall never change. Hallelujah. I feel like putting the praise right there. Finally, uh, and we're talking about his word, because the word of God can never be shaken. We've already talked about the throne of God cannot be shaken. Now we're dealing with the word of God can never be shaken. Uh, its promises can't be shaken. Uh, its power can't be shaken. And the prophecies can never be shaken. Some prophecies have already come to pass. But there are some things that were prophesied that are still to come. It will happen just like the word of God says, yes. Let's go to second Peter chapter three. I'll read um, verses three and four. Knowing this first that there shall come in the last day scoffers walking after their own lust and saying, where is the promise of his coming? Since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of creation. Mm -hmm. For this they willingly are ignorant of, that by the word of God the heavens were of old, and the earth standing out of the water and in the water, whereby the world that then was being overflowed with water perished. But the heavens and the earth, which are now by the same word, hallelujah, are kept in store, reserved under fire against the day of judgment and perdition, of ungodly men. So everything, hallelujah, that has been prophesied, some have come to pass, there's more to come, hallelujah. But because there's strength in his word and his word can never be shaken, hallelujah. His word is the reason why everything is still here, hallelujah. But one day, everything you see shall pass away, but his word shall remain. His word can never pass away. That means to me, hallelujah, that even though things have been prophesied and haven't happened yet, it will happen. It will happen. Every promise he made, it must happen. My word cannot return unto me void. Hallelujah. Everything his word sets out to do, it will accomplish. Hallelujah. So the throne can never be shaken. The word of God can never be shaken. I want to talk to you now about the church. The church, say it with me, the church can never be shaken. I'm not talking about your church. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm not talking about your church. I don't care what the name of your church is. I'm talking about God's church. Because I said earlier, there's a whole lot of folks bragging about church, 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 church. And we're living in a day where people are mega church crazy, but it doesn't mean that they're in the kingdom of God. You've got to make sure that you're in the church that God built. He died for it, sent his son, shed his blood for it, 
and you've got to make sure you're in because that church is part of it's the kingdom. It's in the kingdom. So let's talk about it. I know I'm getting excited. Forgive me. But the church, the true church of God can never be shaken. Never. Matthew, you know where I'm going to. I know you know. Matthew chapter 16, verse 18. And I say also unto thee, thou art Peter. And upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail. Jesus spoke these words to Peter, uh, and it's, a, it's an amazing statement that he made, uh, assuring his disciples and us that the church is built on a solid foundation, solid foundation of his purpose and his work, not my purpose and my work. I can't build this church on flesh. And here's the problem, because there's a whole lot of flesh, and you've heard me say this before, and I'm saying it again it has to be based on Christ. Listen, I'm going to go back there. There's no hatred in Christ. There's no division in Christ. There's no racism in Christ. No. Sorry to tell you, there is no racism in Christ. There's none of that in the kingdom. No. And whenever it rose, it was dealt with. And we talked about it in the last lesson. I don't want to linger there, but it's, it's in my craw. It's in my craw. Listen, I don't care how big your church is. I don't care how many members you have. Paul said this in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 11, for other foundation can no man lay than that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. If it's not, a built, if it's not built upon Christ, your church is going to collapse. What you're dealing with is going to fail. It doesn't reach the mark. It has to be based on Christ. Today, churches, organized assemblies, large communities are professing to be born again believers. We are in the kingdom. They're professing it. It's coming out of their mouth, but it's not in their hearts. They're professing, but they're not possessing. The true church is secure. The true church is secure. The true church is permanent and abiding in the word of God, the full letter of the word. Yes. So the answer is, and there's a song, I wish I knew all the words, are you in the church triumphant? Because that church is not only professing out of its mouth, but it possesses. Christ abides. The love of God abides. The spirit of God is flowing. And there's no division. There's no hatred. There's no racism. None of that. Hallelujah. It's not only professing, but it is possessing. So we've talked about it. Hallelujah. The throne of God can never be shaken. There's a whole lot of shaking going on, and there's going to be a physical shaking. Yes, worse than what we see now. And the only thing that's going to be left standing is the kingdom and those who are in the kingdom. The throne of God can never be shaken. The word of God can never be shaken. And the church, the true church of Christ, can never be shaken. I didn't mention your organization. I didn't mention the name of your church. There's really only one church. That's the church that Jesus built. Hallelujah. It will never be shaken. Never. Say it with me. The true church can never be shaken. So I know there's a whole lot of stuff going on. A whole lot of he said, she said. A whole lot of mess going on. But the true church shall never be shaken. And I need to say this because I hear a lot of people complaining about church. Yeah, saying a whole lot of negative things. And truly, when you're looking at people, when you're looking at how how people's hearts are changing, uh, how people's minds are changing, uh, you can be discouraged by that. But you better know the true church still stands. 
Psalms, not Psalms, in the book of Proverbs, Solomon says, the house of the righteous shall stand. And there are people in the kingdom, people who are yet holding on, who really believe and not only confess and profess the word of God, but it's possessed, they're possessed by. They're truly saved, truly in the kingdom. They don't give up on the church, no. And people fail to realize that when you criticize the church because we are the church, people are the church, born again believers are the church, you're really criticizing yourself. So you have to make your calling and your election sure. Listen, everybody gets uh, upset about what happens in church. Yes, just like we're upset about what's going on in the world. We got some of the same mess going on among us, but it should not be named among us. But it doesn't mean that God's church is failing. The devil is a liar. Upon this rock, I build my church. My church. Not me per se, but Jesus said, I'm building my church. It belongs to Christ and there's no failure in Christ. My church can never be shaken. You got to make sure you're in the church that Jesus built. The church that Jesus built is a kingdom church. Kingdom can never be shaken. Now, on that note, that was a segue into the last thing I want to talk about that can never be shaken. And that's the child of God. The child of God shall never be shaken. Hallelujah. Are you a child of God? Then according to the scriptures, a child of God can never be shaken. I think what we need to do is make sure that we're his child. Hallelujah. If you don't have the spirit, you're none of his. You got to make sure. You know, listen, time running out for people just saying, I'm his, I'm his, I'm his. And you don't have him on the inside. You've got to have him on the inside because in the midst of the shaking, if you don't have Christ, you will be blown away. You'll be knocked away. Hallelujah. You'll be like a ship without a sail. The child of God can never be shaken. Many biblical promises. All of you me already told you that the promises of God can't be shaken. It's part of God's word. So, and there are promises that assure us that God is concerned about every one of us. Yes, he is. Every one of his children, he is concerned about it. He's concerned about me. He's concerned about you. He's concerned about his children. Uh, and he's given us his word uh, that he will keep us in safety until he can safely bring us home. Yes, Lord, we have a personal escort. Lo, I'm with you always, even until the very end of the world. Hallelujah. So he will keep us secure until that day where he can bring us home. Remember these words? I go away to prepare a place for you that where I am, you may be also. Hallelujah. In between the time that he comes and hallelujah, now he said, I'm going to keep you. I'm going to watch over you. Kept by the power of God. I want to take you to the gospel according to St. John, uh, chapter 10. Hallelujah. I feel like preaching now. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. John chapter 10, verse 27. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me, and I give unto them eternal life. Hallelujah. I give unto them my sheep. I give my sheep eternal life. And they shall, this is Jesus talking, and they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My father, which gave them me, is greater than all. And no man, listen, he says it again. He repeats himself. And no man is able to pluck them out of my father's hand. I'm going to read that one more time. Thank you, Jesus. This is Jesus talking about his children, my sheep. My sheep, he owns us. My sheep hear my voice and they know, and I know them, I'm sorry, and they follow me and I give unto them eternal life. I'm in verse 28, St. John in 10, and they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. If he's got you in his hand, he said, nobody can pluck you 
out of my hand. My father, which gave them me is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my father's hand. My God, I'm going to take you to Romans 8 and 38. We love that scripture, don't we? You know it. You can say it while I'm reading it. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, hallelujah, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. I feel happy now. First John, hallelujah, chapter two. First John, chapter two. First John, chapter two, verse 17. And the world passeth away. And the lust thereof. The world is going to pass away. And the lust thereof, everything about the world, all of this stuff the world is about, it's all going to pass away. It's not going to last because it's not eternal. But here he says, but he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. Why? Because he gives his sheep eternal life. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And the world passeth away. And the lust thereof, but he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. Listen, if I'm not talking to you, I'm talking to myself. Hallelujah. Because God is telling me right in my spirit, let them shake all they want, but I've got you in my hand. Hallelujah. I've got you in the palm of my hand. Let's go to 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 12. I'm in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 12. It says these words, uh, for the which cause I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed and am persuaded that he's able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. He's going to hold me. He's not just going to, hallelujah, watch me go through what I'm going through. He didn't save me to leave me. But and while I'm toiling here, he says, I'm going to hold you. I'm going to help you. Hallelujah. Things are going to start shaking around you. Hallelujah. But if you're a child of mine, I won't allow you to be shaken when things start shaking. Hallelujah. I'm going to hold you. I'm going to be your stabilizer. I felt that. Thank you, Lord. I'm going to be your stabilizer. So the question is, are you truly a child of God? Are you truly one of his? He says, I know those that belong to me. Having this seal, having this seal. I know those that belong to me. I know who are those who are really my children. Thank you, Lord. So are you really a child of God? And I'm, I'm not indicting you. I'm not judging you. But I am telling you, we need to make our calling and election sure. Make sure your anchor holds. That grips that solid rock. Have, have you truly been born again? Do you really have the Holy Ghost abiding on the inside? I don't mean that tongue somebody taught you in the back room. I mean, according to the spirit of God giving the utterance, are you filled with the Holy Ghost? Are you living this life? Hallelujah. Because things are going to get worse. They may get worse. It's a whole lot of shaking going to happen. Hallelujah. It's not just the throne of grace, but it's a throne of judgment. And this world has been rejecting God long enough. And to tell you the truth, there's been many in the house of God who have been playing church and there's going to be a lot of shaking. But if you're in the kingdom, you'll never be shaken. Child of God, it's time to make sure. Child of God, it's time to hold on to the word. Confess his word and make sure that you have that possession that he's living on the inside. Are you a child of God? Are you one of his? Because if you don't have his spirit, you are, according to his word, none of his. I'm going to take you to John 1 and 12. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, to them that received him. <laughs> 
you've got to receive him. You've got to own him. Yes, you've got to be born again. But there are a whole lot of people who are claiming salvation and their lifestyle, their mannerisms, their attitude is rejecting him, pushing him away. Hallelujah. John 3 and 5. Jesus answered, verily, verily, I say unto thee, here we are, except a man be born of the water and of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Make sure you have it the way the king says you have to have it. Jesus is talking about the kingdom. First John 3 and 10. First John 3 and 10. In this, the children of God are manifest and the children of the devil. Whosoever doeth not righteousness is not of God, neither he that loveth not his brother. I'm going to stop there. I need, to, I need to talk to you right here. I'm getting ready to close. And I closed out with this verse for a reason, because right now we've got a whole lot of racial stuff going on. Uh, black men are being killed. And listen, killing is wrong, period. And, and um, I, I want to go somewhere this very second because we are, we're fussing and saying black lives matter and they do matter. Um, but so is abortion. A lot of abortion, not just in the street, but in the house of God. Murder is wrong. It's wrong. It's wrong. And I want to say uh, to these pastors who are not preaching against racial injustice, who are not talking about the hatred uh, that's going on. Uh, the word of God says in this, the children of God are manifest. The children of the devil also. And whoever does not righteousness is not of God. If you're not doing righteousness, you're not of God. There's no gray areas in the word of God. You're either in or out. It's either yes or no. There's no such thing as purgatory. So if you're not doing righteous, racism is not righteous. There's nothing righteous about that. Whosoever does not righteousness is not of God. Neither he that loveth not his brother. Something is wrong. You're being taken away with the shaking. We cannot be like everyone else. We're supposed to be the example. So let everyone that really knows Christ, let everyone that truly has Christ abiding on the inside, hallelujah, rejoice in the midst of this shaking world. We have to make a change. We have to make a change. And the only way we can make a change is to remain the way God wants us to be. And he doesn't want us to be divided. He doesn't want us to live in hatred. He wants us to be an example to the world. Hallelujah. Do we belong to the Lord? Yes. I hope you're saying yes. Do you belong to the Lord? Uh, are you a subject in his kingdom? I hope you're saying yes. And it's really true. And are you living in subjection to this king, king of kings? Yes, and Lord of lords. And another question we raise tonight is, uh, are you really in the true church? And I'm not coming against your organization. I'm not coming against your pastor. I just wanna know, are you in the true church? Is it about Christ? Is it about Christ in your life? Is it about abiding in him? Is it about being in the midst of all of this shaking? And because you're in the kingdom, you shall not be moved. Hallelujah. Remember that? It's an old song. I shall not, I shall not be moved just like a tree that's been planted by the waters. I shall not be moved. And are you a child of God? Are you a child of God? Hallelujah. And if you are a child of God, I want you to know in the midst of all of this shaking, in the midst of this, because listen, 
uh, in the midst of this shaking, we're going to find out who's real and who's not real. In the midst of this shaking, we're going to find out who's saved and not saved. In the midst of all of this shaking, you're going to find out who loves and, and really hates. And you're going to have to make sure that in the midst of this shaking, that you are not removed, you are not torn, you are not shaken. You have that stabilization because you're in the kingdom of God. Hallelujah, the kingdom. And you understand that because you're in this kingdom, the throne cannot be shaken. Hallelujah. His word can never be shaken. His promises can never be shaken. And if you're in the church triumphant, it can never be shaken. And if you're truly his child, child of God, you can never be shaken. I love you so much. I have so much more to say. I, I, I really want to talk some more, but I don't want to hold you any longer. Um, I love you and I praise God for you. And I want the Lord to bless you. Now, if you want to plant a seed in this ministry, you may do so. Brother Wallace can put that up on the screen for us and follow those instructions. Perhaps you weren't able to pay your tithes this weekend and you want to do it now. Follow those instructions. You can even go to uh, grtdc.org. Follow the giving instructions there. If you're a member of our sister church in the Bronx, Refuge Temple Annex, uh, you may use Givelify or you can mail uh, your donations in. Uh, I love you so much and I thank you. Let's pray. I, I can't touch you. Um, I'm by myself in the building um, and you, you are in your homes, but I'm praying to our father and he can reach you wherever you are. Don't care what room you are in your house. Hallelujah. You might even be in the basement. He can reach you in the basement. You might be in the attic. He can get you in the attic. My arms are not too short that I cannot save. I want God to do something for you. Uh, we're all watching the news together. We're all uh, feeling the same thing. Uh, some are feeling anger. Uh, and I admit, uh, listening and watching these weeks, I've, I've had to wrestle with anger and hurt. Uh, I have a son. I have children. I have, uh, I have uh, grandchildren, yes. And uh, I'm, I'm worried about them, just like my daddy was worried about me out there. And I don't want any harm. Uh, but the truth is, I don't want anyone to be brutalized. I don't want anyone to be mistreated. And we're living in those times where because iniquity is abounding, the love of many is waxing cold. And the Lord has us here in the middle of all this. Hallelujah. This shaking before the shaking. Uh, but we have a stabilizer within us. And I want to pray for you uh, that you will have the strength uh, to continue to allow him. And I say it exactly that way because it, it takes courage to let go and let God hold you. Uh, if, if I get caught up in the shaking, I'll get angry. I want to I wanna go out there and do something myself. Uh, but God is holding us. God is keeping us and he'll show us what to do. He'll show us what to say and when to say it. Yes, he will. Yes, he will. Father, in the name of Jesus, I touch and agree with my brothers and sisters uh, asking and claiming for that faith, for that stabilization in the midst of the shaking. And hallelujah. You, you said, Lord, uh, that these would be the beginning of sorrow. So uh, there seems to be a shaking even before the final shaking. And we're here in the midst of this but we don't want to be lost in this hustle and bustle in the midst of all that is evil and wrong, not just outside of the church, but in the church. Help us, oh God, to remain in all that is true and all that is pure. Hallelujah. All that is of a good report, because there is virtue and there is a praise. We're going to hold on to you, Lord, because in you we have peace. 
Hallelujah. In you, we have stability. In you, in your promise, in your word, in your kingdom, at your throne, there is stability. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. I thank you for every home that is tapped into this lesson tonight. Every believer that has tapped into this, you are our strength. And we thank you for that. Bless us and keep us as you can. We know you can and we know you will. Until that day, in Jesus' name we pray, amen. The Lord bless you tonight. Thank you for your time and patience. And the Lord willing, we'll see you again on next week. God bless you.